It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronia, where we will discuss Tim LaCastro the entire time. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, the news broke many hours ago. Uh, Pete and I are recording this after the afternoon show I did with Craig, in which we spent many, many an hour talking about Carlos Correa, who signed with the Minnesota Twins. I want to apologize to the audience of Rico Bronia for two things. Number one, the fact that I, yes, had to put the afternoon show first and do the show first and then record a Rico in talking about Carlos. And number two, I got to own where I'm wrong. We like to brag when we're right, but we got to own when we're wrong. I had said repeatedly, last couple of Ricos we did, that I had a confidence this would work out. That I had a confidence that the Mets and Correa would work a deal out. It would probably be 12 years, 315, but they put a lot of protections in it. And it didn't happen. I was wrong. I think I even said, quote, I don't expect to wake up one morning and see him sign with the Minnesota Twins. Well, we didn't wake up to it. But he did sign with the Minnesota Twins, so I'm wrong. Um, I think I laid out my reasons when I mentioned it, when we talked about it, which was I thought that Correa wanted to be here. I thought the Mets would be more aggressive in trying to keep him. But the one caveat that we always had was none of us saw this MRI. None of us are also doctors. I guess some of us are doctors. Maybe there are some doctors listening. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the metal plate in his ankle means. I don't know if it means he's going to be lucky to get through three years or five years or eight years. I have no idea. We are at a point, though, as Met fans, where we actually have to trust the organization we root for after many, many years of not trusting the organization we root for. After many years of injuries being cited as reasons why they wouldn't sign a particular player, a la Vladimir Guerrero. That obviously was never going to be the case with this team. And with this owner, the Mets did not spend 19 days hoodwinking us. That didn't happen. Like, I guess there are some Mets fans that may actually think that, but that's not the case. Steve Cohen was excited. He thought he had a coup, the Mets signing Carlos Correa. That's why he mistakenly ran to John Heyman and did an interview prematurely before there was ever a physical. I think Steve Cohen wanted Carlos Correa to be a Met. Why else is he offering Scott Boris 12 years, 315? But you have to trust the people around you that know more. 
That's what all great leaders do. That's what I would assume great businessmen do. So Steve Cohen had to listen to the doctors. And clearly, based on 19 days, based on what the Mets ultimately offered Carlos, and based on not signing him, they saw enough concern in the plate in his ankle to say, we're going to walk away. Even if this guy is, quote, the final piece to the puzzle. That's what Cohen thought. Even if we thought this puts us over the top. And so as this was going on, as much as, and I want to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not trying to pivot here. I wanted the Mets to sign Carlos Correa for the same reason most of us did. He's a good baseball player. He's a very good baseball player. He makes the Mets better. I can't see his MRI. I can't predict the future, but I know what he is as a baseball player. So I spent the 19 days hoping this would work out. But I also understood for these 19 days, boy, if it doesn't work out, I can't be furious. I can't assume that the owner was pulling a Wilpon from two decades ago where, ah, Vladimir Guerrero has a bad back. This owner was not looking for reasons not to make the deal. So it's weird because I've seen a lot of reactions since this thing broke. And you've got, obviously, the extremes on both sides. You've got the side that is pissed off, that is angry, that says, F you, what are we doing? LOL Mets, same old Mets. Devastated. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to be angry at the Mets for looking at his metal plate in his ankle and saying, maybe we shouldn't guarantee 12 years. Maybe we're not even comfortable with six years. But I also don't want to be that other guy. I don't want to go to the other extreme and lie to you and say, no big deal. Yeah, no, I'm happy. Mets dodged a bullet. I can't say that. That'd be a lie. I don't know if they've dodged a bullet. None of us know how this is going to work out for Carlos and how it's going to work out for Minnesota. And that's why I thought how I would feel is how I feel. I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. I'm not even mad at Scott Boris. I'm not mad at Carlos Correa. You know, we could all make those dopey lines of, oh, enjoy the cold weather, Carlos. Enjoy not winning, Carlos. Sure, we could all be bitter little bitches. That's fine. You could do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm also not going to yell at Steve Cohen. I'm not going to yell at Billy Epler. It's one of those situations that just sucks. It sucks that for 19 days we were teased. For 19 days... I don't know about you. I was doodling out Met lineups. I was thinking, ooh, I could put this guy over here and this guy over there. I even was playing baseball with my uh, oldest son, Jet, when it was warm a week ago. And he was doing what he normally does. Oh, I'm Brandon Nimmo. Oh, I'm Francisco Lindor. I even said, ah, Jet, you want to be Carlos Correa? That's because I'm a schmuck. I know that. But there's disappointment today. There's disappointment tomorrow. I mean, there's there's disappointment, and that's okay. So I don't think you need to be on one extreme side or the other. Like, I was getting feedback from not a lot of people, some people who were mad when I said I'm disappointed. How could you be disappointed? He's got a plate in his ankle. That's the, I'm not being literal of I just would have given him 12 years, 315 blindly. I'm saying that when we woke up on December 21st, to the news that Carlos Correa was going to be a Met, we were all excited. We were pumped up. And I remember even saying on the Rico, and it wasn't a knock on him, he's not a great player. He's a very good player. I know what he is as a player. And I was excited about it. We all were, I think. 
So because the MRI on his ankle revealed this plate and the Mets had the same concerns the Giants had, doesn't mean I have to say, God, I'm glad it didn't happen because I didn't feel that way for the last two weeks. I kept hoping to refresh Twitter and see, okay, we got a rework deal. The Mets have the protections that make them feel comfortable and let's go. And it didn't happen. So sometimes we always have to be on one extreme side or the other. I think my my feeling right now, and I do think it's the majority of Mets fans, is a measured feeling, which is I understand them walking away. I get the fears that they had, but I'm disappointed he's not a New York Met. And it also bothered me how I found out. On a personal level, I was in my office talking to the uh, big, big boss around the, these places about normal stuff, nothing crazy. He was actually jabbing at me to uh, go after Boomer and Geo for making fun of my list I made around big New York sports moments that should be promos. So I said, you got it, architect. I'll, I'll respond. And as that was happening, Big Mac, our fine board op slash Yankee douche, walks into the office to say, did you hear? And right then and there, I thought, oh, crap. What the hell did I not hear? What is it? And he told me it's about Carlos Correa. And I had a few seconds to digest. Okay, I'm about to get the news. Our nightmare is finally over. Good or bad, I'm going to know. And with that little Yankee douche smile, he told me, he signed with the twins. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And obviously, I digest it. I see the contract, and I'm disappointed. I said it to Big Mac. I said it to the architect. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not crying. I'm not screaming. I'm not yelling. I'm disappointed. That's how I felt. Now, Pete Hoffman was producing Tiki and Tierney. Speaking of Yankee douches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think Tiki's a Yankee douche. Uh, or Brandon. You're doing a show. I don't think Correa was the big story at this point because it continues to just be the same rumors over and over again. How did you take it? How did you take the news, Pete? Uh, well, I elected not to talk for about five minutes. I needed some time to like, – because we came out of a break and it just hit. And I fed it to BT and he kind of came on air with it. And I just sat there staring at Passon's tweet going, this can't, this can't be right. Now, this, this can't be right. Because you see the figures, you see the numbers. And I, I got a little agitated, but – the one thing I said to myself, and this is what BT kept on saying, he's like, wow. When the numbers came out that that the Mets offered $156 million guaranteed for six years and the Twins offered him the $200 million, they're like, wow. Cohen didn't come hard at him at all. Like He, he could have easily made up that $40 million and he didn't do it. Wow, it's interesting. And I'm like, I'm going to guarantee you. I know it doesn't make a difference in the end, but I'm like, I'm guaranteeing you in the end, it's still going to be the 12-315 that they originally offered. It's just going to have a lot of different stipulations. And I was right with that. So in the end, Cohen still came above and beyond what he thought was right. And the one thing where I disagree with you on, as I'm thinking about it overall, 
I do. I know it's business. I do get it's business. I feel a little duped by Boris. He had Correa and the twins in his side pocket the whole entire time. And he kept pushing Cohen. Obviously, they want, listen, overall, they wanted to go to the Mets. You know, they did. They wanted to go to the Mets. But Cohen wouldn't budge. So they worked this language and tried to make it work. And they went above and beyond to make that work to get 12 years, 315. And in the end, they said, guarantee money. That's where we're going to go. I I think that Scott Boris gave the Mets every opportunity to make a deal, though. You know, unlike the Giants, where he immediately pivoted and had a deal with the Mets, it sounded like the Mets were exclusively negotiating with Carlos for most of these 19 days. Obviously, at some point, if you're his agent, you have to say, hey, we got to open this up to other teams. Like, it's been two and a half weeks. We don't have a deal, so... I don't really have an issue with that. You know, at some point you have to open it up to another team, don't you? You do, but this is the problem I have is it's like, I, I think, here's my problem, is again, overall the Mets gave the most money and they just weren't giving in to the guarantee part. Now, there's stipulations with that Minnesota Twins contract too. He's got to hit certain things for those vesting options to hit. It's not like it's just like, yeah, oh, here but- you go, we're giving you money. Okay, so here's the differences in that, because you did bring up a really interesting point that we need to examine. Before we get to how year seven through 10 would be guaranteed for Minnesota and how potentially the Mets year seven through 12 or seven through 10 would be guaranteed, let's look at these first six years. The Minnesota Twins outbid the New York Mets. That's just a fact, or at least that's what's being reported. Nothing is really fact. The Twins got him on a six-year, $200 million deal. That's $33.3 million per season. The Mets offer was six years, 157. The Mets offered the same amount of money per year as they initially offered. So I get it. I get what BT was thinking in that moment. Hey, the, the Twins came after Correa harder. They did on an average annual salary. The Mets didn't change anything. The Mets offered him the same amount of money per year that they were initially offering him. They just offered it over six years. Now, how those remaining years got guaranteed was different. From what I understand, the Twins were offering, hey, you get 501 plate appearances, the following year is guaranteed. There's a report the Mets were basically saying Correa had to take a physical every year. That, That was a part of it. But before we even get into those years, the Mets offered less. And it's fair to say, why? It's Steve Cohen. We have been conditioned to think money is no object. And it's a fair question to ask. Hey, how come the Mets offered 6157 and the Twins offered 6200 How come the Mets offered $26.2 million and the Minnesota Twins offered 33.3? Here's my educated guess on that. I think that because the Mets are so far over this tax, they're in the Steve Cohen tax, they're paying 90% tax on anything they spend, which means the Mets aren't spending $26 million a year on Carlos Correa. They're spending $50 million a year on Carlos Correa, at least for the first couple of years when they're clearly over the Cohen tax. And I think that the Mets have shown you during this offseason, especially with the Nimmo contract, that while they're willing to spend big, Cohen has proved that, he wants the AAVs to be lower. Even the reported Correa contract, the AAV was not that high. It was rel- It was what they just offered. And so 
I think the reason the Mets didn't go six years 200 is because they didn't want to pay Carlos Correa an AAV of $33 million. That they view him as a player, as a really good player. They don't view him as a guy that should be paid $50 million a year when you include tax. Do they say it's okay to pay him a little bit less with the 26 compared to the 33 factoring in the taxes? Yeah. And by the way, it's an educated guess because I can't think of any other reason. You know what I mean? Like he spends a lot of money. This isn't the Will Ponds. So you got to dive deep and say, okay, why were they willing to spend this and not this? And that's my thinking on it. They wanted the AAV to be that number, the same number that they had committed on the hypothetical 12-year 315. They never offered Carlos Correa $30-plus million a year on an AAV. Twins did, Mets didn't. See, I get that, and it, I always said that the whole judge thing. Like, you know, you got you could offer him like four hundred million dollars and front load the whole thing. It's a different situation, though. We're talking about you're right. They were at a high luxury tax with the Steve Cohen tax. So for that part, yes, I, I, I could agree. I don't understand how he didn't budge. But on the other hand, rest on his laurels. He offered, he offered a contract that in the end would match his twelve three fifteen. Twins, twins went lower, lower overall. Like they yeah. originally had an offer on the table for ten two eighty five, and it was ten for two seventy. So, Cohen, like I always said, like I trust Cohen. I for however you want to say how he positioned the money. In the end, it still came to that. Now you're right. It it, it was could he have done more? I'm not going to blame Cohen for anything. I'm not going to get upset about Cohen in this situation. I'm disappointed he's not here. I think overall it's a crappy situation. But I think our our people did their job. Yeah, it's really difficult to predict a guy's future health-wise. You know, so it's not an exact science. You know, you can be the greatest doctor in the world, and you can see an issue uh, that could cause concern, as Correa's ankle does because there's a plate in it. There's no way to know if it's going to blow up after four years, five years, two years, or nine years. None of us know. So the Mets clearly drew a line in the sand on what they were comfortable doing that that's that's really what it comes down to and by the and, way he's he's probably going to be great for these next six years that's probably going to be that's going to be something that we're going to look at like how heavy how how good he is for six years i don't think that's a problem i'm not concerned about his health for the first six it's the back end that's what it comes well, down to you know why we may not look at it because if the mets are pivoting not necessarily this year and we'll get to that in a second but if long-term, you know, they do sign Manny Machado or they sign Shohei Otani or whatever other big sexy move they make in the future, that's going to cause us to not pay attention to it. We're just not because they've already moved on to something else, something else that's shiny. 